to the Postmodern Art Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and as we move closer to Halloween, we should highlight this month with some horrid beasts out there to celebrate the season. And I cannot think of a more horrifying creature to start with than an, an otter. Is that right? We're starting off with the otter. Okay. Today we have Chris Yim, an animator who's made a major splash in the Twitch community with this wonderful VTuber Otter model. This was a great chat to have, and I hope you'll enjoy as much as we did. If you aren't already, follow them in the links in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast and want to support it some more, you should consider liking, sharing, subscribing, or following whatever streaming platform you prefer. Leave a comment below on some of your favorite moments as well. If you want to go a little bit further, you can go to our merch shop, pmap.creator-spring.com. As a little extra treat for you, whenever you get to the checkout, use code PMAP1 to get 25% off your order. Valid until October 29th. Also, if you want a place to go forth and talk about this podcast more or just share some memes with me and such, you should check out the Apocalypse Podcast Network Discord server. See more about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. In fact, let's hear about another tantalizing podcast in the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Hot Goss with Trash Comedy is the podcast where we trade sweet, sweet facts like they're dirty little pieces of gossip. We're a New York-based comedy team and we're joined each week with a funny, delightful friend. After each person shares their facts, we rate those facts from, oh my god, that's not hot, that's as cold as the coldest ice you've ever seen, to, oh my god, that's so spicy, my mouth is gone. So if that made sense to you, then please join us on Mondays, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Turn on camera. Which camera is it going to turn on, I wonder? Let's see. Not uh, That's not that the one. correct one. Uh, let's see. Oop Studio Cam. Oh, Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> this is what I actually look like. I don't know who that decoy was before. Yeah, who knows? Goodness. That was mm. some interesting. That was weird. Some hacker must have tried to get into the call at the last second. Yeah. I, I'm actually, That's, uh... I, I'm not going to lie. I'm really impressed with this right now. I did not think this would work. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Um, I wonder if it's flipped for me or is it if it's flipped for you as well? It's probably um, it's it's one of those I know for the user it's usually flipped. Like for my stuff, okay. like like my flower boy for me it's facing right, but for you it's probably facing left. So if it's Oh gotcha. So it'll be flipped on your screen, but I think it's right on your screen. Like your hat is facing to the right the, the bill of it's facing to the right if that's what you're trying to go for. Uh yeah, I think that's I had to think for a sec. Which one is left? <laughs> uh <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Hello, Chester. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing really great. Thank uh, you for having me on. Well, thank you for your time more than anything else. I, you know, I can only imagine how busy you can be at times. Just even an hour or so of your time is more than I anticipated <laughs> with any of us. Mhm. Well, I'm glad to be on. I, I really do appreciate it. I, trust me, I made sure to 
like do all sorts of research and all that kind of stuff. So I think I have uh, in just a fun interview, nevertheless. So, <laughs> Ooh. is this your first time appearing on a podcast, or? Yeah, this is my first ever podcast. Wow, so. I feel so honored. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is like a this is like a defining moment of my life. There you go. There you go. It's a defining moment of my life because I haven't had a animated guest on the podcast. So, well, there's a lot of firsts today. Yeah, I know, right? It's absolutely outstanding. All right, before we get going, I must ask the icebreaker question to start every podcast, or at least the new one I've been introducing. So, I'm sorry. Should I address you as Chris or Chester with this form? <laughs> You know, I never know how to answer that one myself, <laughs> but I usually go with Chris just because okay. that's what I'm used to. Wonderful. That's the case. So, Chris, um, let's say that you've been given the opportunity to go to a deserted island just to get away from everything for a little bit, and you get to bring one piece of art or one piece of media to help make sure you don't go sane on this deserted island. What is that one piece that you bring with you? Oh... You mean like a movie or like a book or something? A movie, book, album, video game, whatever you consider art or whatever you consider media, whatever helps you keep sane, go for it. Oh, geez. Uh, that's a really tough one. Hmm. I'm hoping this is the hardest question so every other question is easier to ask in comparison. <laughs> I <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of good answers and, and I, I just know whatever I say, I'm going like, like, to be thinking on it later on being like, no, it should have said... I should have said this or that or something else. Hmm. That's a that's a great question. Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and thank my uh, former guest Antonio Freire, who is an independent video game developer, who came up with this question. So, <laughs> it's it's an excellent question, and I'm stumped because I'm like I know that, you know, if I if I had to make this choice, like someone was like, you're gonna go on an island, you you have 24 hours to bring something. I'm just gonna be like paralyzed with with indecision uh there's a lot of games and movies that i've watched just over and over and over again uh but at the same time i feel like i've seen a lot of movies like like more than 20 times but i feel like after the 20th viewing i'm like okay i've, I've had my fill so right uh i don't know if i would watch it for a 21st or 22nd time <laughs> so gee ah Probably it would be a video game, that's for sure. Okay. Is there any video games that like come to mind as the one you want to bring with you? Uh, you know, this is probably not the best answer, but what's coming to mind right now is um, for a long time I got really into like uh, shiny hunting in Pokemon. Okay. So it's not like the most engaging thing to do, but I get really zoned into it and I get into like a flow state of, you know what, I'm just going to ride my bike back and forth to hatch these 6,000 eggs. <laughs> and maybe that's what I need. It's something that I know I can do for a long period of time and I'm never going to just be like, all right, I've seen this story and I don't want to see it again. Uh, it's just hatching eggs and that'll keep me busy for a long time. So maybe that. Or I mean, Animal Crossing. There you go. I mean, either <laughs> that would be ironic. You know, I think, I think I, you know, that would be ironic. Yeah, I just realized. But uh, you know what? I think I would go with Pokemon just because of how mindless it is. I, I mean, more than anything else, this is you trying to keep sane more than anything else. Because you can only do so much on a deserted island. So mm -hmm. if Animal Crossing has taught us anything. I mean, um, <laughs> but nevertheless, Pokemon bringing that to the island, that's the one thing. You're locking it in. Yes, I'm going to get every single shiny Pokemon, and that, that should keep me busy for a while. So yes, that's my answer. Then if that's the case, 
I can't think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer. I'm a part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com for more about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> they are a freelance animator with projects under their umbrella like the Acorn Princess, the Loud House mobile game, and Q-Force. They are also a prominent VTuber with a wonderful persona of the Otter Chester, being a constant delight on Twitch. Welcome to the podcast, Chris Yum! Ah, uh, after after an intro like that, I'm like, uh, hi, <laughs> for having me on. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to sit down and chat in the wonderful, where are you located at right now, if I may ask? Uh, it seems like, what, outdoor New York or something like that? Oh, yeah, just hanging outside uh, Central Park, just skulking around. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually in New York, though. It's I'm just at home, relaxing. Well, wonderful, wonderful. I'm glad you're home relaxing, and... Before we really divulge too much more into where in the world you are, let's go back a little bit to how you got to where you are now. I want to know a little bit of the origin stories of Chris. What got you interested in art and animation in the first place? Uh, I, I'm not sure where to start. I feel like there's so many artists that have the, I've been drawing since I could hold a pencil story. And I suppose that's true for me, but... I fell out of it for a while when I was in high school because I was so convinced that um, just I, I just didn't have the idea in my head that working in art was something that I could do. Uh, so I was completely in like school mode and I was kind of in like uh, I was kind of in like a high pressure sort of like household where I'm like I have to get like the best grades. So I was like big into like studying for standardized tests and stuff. Uh, so I wasn't thinking about art at all for a while, but around, so I went to, I went to college twice. The first time it took me about halfway through to realize like, no matter what I study, I'm always sort of gravitating towards just art and drawing in general. It's just like, I feel, you know, I'm like, I'm interested in whatever I'm studying and like, I'm, I'm, I get into the classes and stuff, but, uh, I just, I just. I just want to learn how to draw more and better. And uh, I, start, I I think it, it was a slow realization. I'm like, wait, I think I really do want to try this. Like if I don't just give it like my all, then I'm always going to be thinking like, uh, uh, it's like I'm going to, I'm going to have missed the window of time that I could have, uh, you know, taken to make this my career. So uh Towards the end of college, I started thinking, like, you know what? I, I've always kind of dreamed of studying animation and working in the animation industry. And it was kind of a rocky shift because I had no idea, like, how to transition towards just being an art student. Um, I, I felt a little bit, like, just, like, completely lost. Uh, but eventually, you know, it's it's not hard to just hop online and see people really idolize, like, certain art schools. And, like, real, there's this, like... There's kind of like a big um, internet sort of community of people who are really aspirational for like getting into like animation school and stuff, going to CalArts or what have you. Right. Uh, so that's what I, I sort of switched from one mode to the next. So like I went from school mode to I got to get into an art school sort of. So that was maybe my first like, I think it was, 
at that point that I started treating art like something that I really had to like focus on and like get better at. Um, until then, it was mostly just like just idle doodling on the edges of my uh, schoolwork and stuff. And um, after I graduated, I I went like completely hardcore, just like taking life drawing classes, reading all these books. I think I went a little too hard because I got super burnt out after that. And ever since then, I've just been like trying to teach myself to enjoy it a little bit more because for me, I don't know, my brain is always like I have to just like I have to um, go completely like 100%. I just have to like memorize stuff and learn it. And I don't think I'm starting to realize (laughs) that maybe that's not the most healthy approach especially when it's something that's supposed to like reflect, I don't know, something that you want to see. Like, like I, I like to draw like stuff that I just want to draw. Like, it's not like I'm trying to get a certain grade or I'm trying to like hit a certain mark. Um, so I don't know. It's been kind of like, I'm not sure if my art career started with me holding a pencil for the first time or me like realizing that like I, I needed, I needed there's a bunch of stuff I need to learn and a bunch of stuff I need to do. Or maybe it's the part where I realize that I just need to actually have fun with it, which is probably the reason why I wanted to do it in the first place. Right. I mean, you, you, a word that you kept bringing up is the fact that it was a journey nevertheless. And, you know, journeys, you know, they're not necessarily just, you know, a five minute walk down the street. Sometimes they can take, you know, days, weeks, months, years before you finally get to that goal that you're really trying to look for more than anything else. And, if I have learned anything from all my interviews, the art journey is never the easiest one to travel. <laughs> it really is not. But for those that truly love it and have a passion for it, which I imagine you've had throughout your entire education more than anything else, the journey is like, it may still be ongoing, but at least you're still enjoying it at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. I guess it's comforting that like it, it sometimes it can be a little nonlinear, uh, maybe even convoluted, but for me, it's like, I don't know, it maybe sounds cheesy, but it's like, it's an art journey, but it's also kind of like self-discovery in a way. I'm like, right. I don't know. It's just like, I wonder, I'm still kind of figuring out like what my artistic identity is or should be. So it's like, I'm still on this path yeah. and there's a long way for me to go. That and trust me, there are people that have probably taken a lot longer or waited a long longer before they've gotten to the point that you're probably at this point. So if that helps with comfort more than anything else yeah i think there is just this idea that i don't know where it comes from but i i can kind of feel this like uh pressure that not just me but a lot of people experience where they're like if i don't you know if i don't get into this school if i don't do this this and that by a certain age then it's too late i can't you know it's too late for me i'm, I'm too old for that and uh just the more artists i meet with like different you know artistic backgrounds, the more I realized just, that's just like so completely far from the truth. I think that's just more or less, I want to say like a preset of society as a whole. It's kind of one of those, like everyone has that idealized version of like how life should go when in reality, life it's will, awful. <laughs> when in reality, life will do whatever the fuck it wants. <laughs> it's, it's just an unhealthy mindset and yes. I'm still kind of unlearning it. Uh, wow. It's, it's kind of like insidious in a way. It, it can. I, I felt so bad about myself just being like, oh, I've, I've, I've realized that I wanted to do art, but I've already graduated from college. Like, what am I going to do? I'm never going to catch up to like the, 
the best artists out there. It's like, ah, I don't know. I didn't know that I would be VTubing, so it's just I'm just gonna take my blessings when they come. No, no joke. I can only imagine. Do you remember if there was a particular point along this journey to where it went from just being kind of a love and you know an admiration of art to potentially a passion and making it your career? I, hmm, let's see. I I kind of think that. I almost want to say that they were kind of just joined together because, well, I don't know. When I first really got into art, like just purely based off of like childhood whimsy and like inspiration, it was, um, I got inspired by a lot of like, uh, I kind of grew up on Newgrounds in a way. So it's like, that was the moment that I realized that like, oh, stuff I see on TV, like that's kind of unattainable and who knows how that's made, but. When I see the stuff, like back when Newgrounds was just like, like a big place to be, it was like a lot of it was kind of crude, and it just struck me like, wait, I could, I could, give it a shot. Like I can just do it, and and I could just see where it takes me. Um, but at the same time, um, one of my bigger inspirations on Newgrounds was, uh, I I don't know if. I don't know. It's such a different world now on the internet. I, I don't know if like people people know, but uh, one of my biggest early inspirations was an animator named uh, Adam Phillips, okay. and he has this like really elaborate like forest world, um, and the quality of it when I first saw it on Newgrounds was so unlike anything else. It was like so polished and like flushed out and just like beautifully animated. Not not to say that other styles aren't beautiful, but like the 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 standard of like it had that like polish to it that I hadn't seen um, expressed in other uploads. And for me, it was like kind of I kind of did the deep dive. I'm like, oh, this uh, th- this artist used to work at Disney, and then and then this and then that. And it's like that was like my entry point into it. So I always had this idea. I'm like, if I get if I practice this enough and I get good enough, then I can follow this pathway to study it in school and and you know potentially like make my own show or movie um and then I, I think as soon as I realized that that was when I switched it off and went into school mode because I'm like well that's that pathway was just completely far-fetched but right. it's always been that in my mind and it was just a matter of like realizing that and then moving away from it and then sort of moving back into it well I'm glad you're able to move back into it at a certain point and get really into the animation that you grew up loving more than anything else especially some of the opportunities that you've had do you remember the first major opportunity you had actually working with animation and it being like the opening like the eye-opening idea of oh i can actually be a part of this hmm you know i don't even know if i still feel that way really (laughs) yeah but um I mean, I I don't I don't think I'm like the most like uh, like experienced in the industry or anything, but it is it is reassuring for me that I have like worked a few jobs here and here and there, and like you know I can do the work that's given to me. Because uh, when you study it at school, you're never sure what the line is with like okay, am I just is this just like school quality work or is this like something that's actually usable in in the workforce? Oh yeah. And as soon as I just like you know, I had like a summer job and then I had an internship and I'm like, this stuff is actually, the stuff I'm producing uh, actually ends up in the final product. So now I'm like, oh, it's, 
it was just that moment where I'm like, oh, like, oh, I kind of got a sense of like where I'm at because with school, I don't have any other frame of reference. So it's like I could be good, but I could also be way off. So I'm not it's kind of scary um, just being in that office setting and just like just doing the work. And it's maybe it doesn't even have to be the most exciting thing, but just the fact that like the wheels are turning and I'm there and no one's nothing's on fire. Uh, just that in itself. I'm like, OK, this it's not such a you know, a unattainable sort of idea. It's, it's, it's just a job. And if you, if you're a good fit, then it works. And then everyone's happy, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you certainly had some interesting fit, uh, places that you fit in. Like I said before in the intro, uh, working on the acorn princess, a mobile game for the loud house, most recently Q force, which I was glad to see people actually coming around on that project compared to the initial like burst because I can only imagine especially for you someone that worked on that project how frustrating it was to see people instant reaction without seeing anything other than what a few seconds from a trailer that was bad if we were honest that was a rush of emotions I I think I didn't admit to myself how upsetting that was and you know I, I I still feel like like I just had such a small role in that, but just being associated with it and seeing like people just write it off, not only write it off, but like get really heated about it. Yeah. It was complicated. Cause I'm like, I kind of understand like that. Sometimes this stuff comes from a place of skepticism, like not having full faith that, you know, the big studios or whatnot have, you know, can properly represent uh, stories like just, just being skeptical and I get it, but just, knowing just knowing that it's not the case mm -hmm. and not having much to say about it and watching other artists like that I've worked with like colleagues get harassed about it like yeah. I don't know that was very I don't know it was just a, a sour sort of experience but people came around yes, yes uh, so did. I'm happy about that I, I am too because it's one of those I actually listened to an interview with one of the creators of the show. I think it was, I forget what their name is off the top of my head, but like hearing them talk about like the experience and the kind of stuff that they wanted to go behind it from the original concept. Like I knew there was a lot of love and passion that went into this project compared to, again, the few seconds that people saw and instantly wrote off. But I'm glad people certainly had the opportunity, just like how you've had the opportunity to work on such amazing projects so far with what I listed. Um, is there an experience that you can think of personally that has kind of blown you away with, wow, I actually am doing this kind of stuff? Hmm. Let's see. You know, I don't know. I think in a, in a lot of ways, like, uh, I think what I find gratifying about working in animation is just how... I don't know, in some ways how ordinary it is, you know, okay. like it's not like this like grand idea that I had in my head as a kid. It's 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 a job. And part of that is comforting, I think, just because like I start to see other artists on the Internet as people who I can sort of uh, like, like people who I who can inspire me. But maybe if I if I do it long enough, I could inspire in turn. So it's like I'm part of this community and it's not something that I'm constantly reaching up towards. It's not like, oh, I could, you know, if only I could just, you know, do this, this, and this, and then uh, one day I'll be part of it. It's like people, if, you know, it doesn't matter what skill level you're at or, or anything. If you, if you want to be part of this community, it's a very like fluid and malleable thing just to like 
make art and engage with art and engage with artists. So in a lot of ways, you know, I don't want to, I'm kind of hesitant to just like paint a picture of working in animation as this like, um, you know, it's constantly inspiring and it's constantly fun and great. It's like, well, I don't know. It, it's it's great to work with people who who are like really um, really amazing at what they do, mm-hmm. and I learn from that. And but at the same time, it's like you know, I, I at the having end of the day, it's a lot a of job. yeah, it's it's a job, and I you know a lot of people, especially now that I've graduated from art school, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, my friends are getting jobs at different studios like all across. Um, Canada and the US and like sometimes it's like you know if you're sometimes like maybe the office culture doesn't fit you know your work style or maybe your supervisor is like hard on you and you're just learning you know you're still learning and there's a lot of challenges that come with it and I don't think that's like bad inherently but you know I want to make sure that like I talk about it in such a way that it can be considered like oh this is like a real thing and not just like this like idea it's not. It shouldn't be like a glamorized. Everything is peaches and rainbows once you step in the door. Like it's. It's mm-hmm. there's there's still the reality of it's a job at the end of the day that should be enjoyed, but nevertheless, it's gonna be a job no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. I mean, it, it's not like you took the time just to went to art school just to you know forever be working at studio though. If that is, I understand. But I imagine you've also wanted to have your own personal hand in films. Uh. There was one that I noticed that I was curious about the uh, healing brush or something along the lines of that that you were the director of. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, 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 oh gosh, I, that's, I, that's I, digging way deep. <laughs> I, I do my research thoroughly, but I imagine that was a student film for you trying to like get your hand more mm-hmm. with animation. Yeah. Uh, so if we rewind back to before like animation, mm-hmm. uh, before art school, that was when I was studying at Vassar College. So I have a I studied, uh, I have like a, I double majored in uh, philosophy and film. Okay. And the film program was a mix of like, uh, like film theory and like film history. But there was a bit of production at the end of it too. Okay. So uh, I had the opportunity to uh, direct my own uh, like senior thesis film. Mm. And that was, that was probably like my first like big project where even as a student, I had like people were like relying on me and I think I needed like a clarity of vision that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of rocky in a way, but it was like, um, it was tough and I learned a lot and it was really tough and please don't let no one look that up. It's, I was, I was, a. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I did try to look it up, but I couldn't find any trace of it other than the fact that it's. Oh right gosh! So, so <laughs> what a relief! You're safe. <laughs> you're safe. But what I was able to find evidence of, because I imagine it's something that you're proud of, is some of the VR animation that you've been trying to have your hand in and develop as well. What is it about VR that sort of gravitated you to that? When, especially when it comes to animation. Yeah, I um, I think maybe part of this comes from studying film as well but i or or maybe it, it, part of it's also like my indecisiveness but i i can't seem to decide what like what medium i like <laughs> or i like working in so i'm going to bad place, thing <laughs> i i don't know i'm not sure if it's good or bad or maybe it's neutral cuz um i'm still sort of like exploring i'm like am i 
Because when I went to Sheridan, they kind of make you pick. Like, oh, oh, are you going to specialize in 2D or 3D? And it's not like a whole big thing. It's like only a select number of classes. Like, instead of 3D, you you know, you could take a 2D course. Okay. Um, and but, but, like, just the fact that I had to choose, I don't know. I could never really commit to one. So uh, I, I like I like 2D. I like 3D. And VR is this, this whole new dimension. And uh, I just... I just like that it's like this sort of territory that if you create hybrid media, like just like the hybridization of like 2D or 3D or VR, it's kind of this, it's a lot more unexplored, I guess. And for me, it's like, I don't know, if I can't, you know, if in my mind, I'm like, if I can't make like the most polished looking 3D or 2D animation, at least I can try something new and like get something out of it and like maybe make something that, people haven't exactly seen before or maybe they've maybe it's something people have seen but in a different light oh yeah i mean more than anything else i know like vr is still relatively new like it's only been around for like what five ish years maybe a little longer than that i could be very wrong i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm not an expert but that's aside from the point (laughs) um but i mean it's still like a new like it's a new field and it's a new media that people should be at least open to explore more than anything else. I'm glad you're one of the people that got to explore it. That's getting to explore it because the, the one VR film that I did see a little peek of was the, what was it? The college party, uh, VR film where I believe and quote, you can correct me if I'm wrong, might be the origins of Chester. Yeah, that, uh, I've released like some clips here and there, but that's been an ongoing, uh, it's still a work in progress, and it's kind of a long ways away, I think, just because I'm, like, I'm learning it as I do it. Okay. Um, that began as a uh, uh, a student film. So that was my uh, senior thesis film from Sheridan that I th- just, it kind of got a little too big, and I couldn't finish it in time. So right. uh, I've been kind of working on it on and off, just, like, after graduating with everything going on, it's, like, uh, I sort of, I'm like, well, I started streaming and I worked on QForce for a while and now I'm like, oh, I have film. <laughs> I, I really want to get this film done. Like, I'm, I'm so excited to, to make progress on it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's tough because I'm like, how am I going to make this film? I've never done anything like this before. Like, I have no clue what I'm doing, but hopefully it comes together eventually. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that probably think the same thing. I've never worked on something like this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a learning experience, but if it's something that you're truly passionate about, why not pursue it, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess I like kind of fumbling around and learning stuff the hard way. But especially now, it's like part of it's also like, you know, I never actually planned on making Chester the Otter a VTuber character, or like a streamer. Uh uh, like a streaming character, but now it's like a lot of people know that this is like a a character that comes from a film that I'm working on. I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint anybody. <laughs> this was just kind of like me messing around, but now it's like, oh, eyeballs are looking <laughs> at me. Okay, I'll try my best. It, it, it went from just, oh, this looks like a fun little thing to, oh my god, people know about me. Oh dear God, <laughs> how did I get myself here? Oh well. You may ask yourself, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I want to divulge more into that 
but with just Chester as a whole. So where exactly did the character come from in the first place? Other than the fact, like it's obviously for a film, but what was the inspiration behind the character as a whole? Uh, this character started off. This was actually uh, my first like assign like character design assignment that I ever submitted okay. in art school. So this character comes like Chester dates all the way back to 2016, like first year. Uh, one of my first classes, like in art, like doing like studying animation, and I, it was really open ended. Just design a character. So I I'm not even sure how <laughs> it just came into being, but uh, I I had this idea of a like a shy cartoon otter that is also at the same time trying really hard to be this to be something he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just like that idea, like that just that inherent like. Just like, I don't know, everything about this character says that uh, Chester does not belong and is not acting in such a way that reflects who he is. But it's charming in like almost a tragic but also funny kind of way. Uh, Yeah, and that's just, I've kind of always held on to that. Would you say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong with this, would you say that Chester is somewhat of a reflection of yourself? Uh, Maybe not so much like maybe less so than people think okay. but certainly there's a huge part of like myself i, I don't i don't know I, I i it's it's just a it's a number of things like okay. it's definitely drawn from my experience but uh, i don't consider chester to be like like a like a representation of myself just a character that draws a lot from like uh my experience and like I don't know I'm like super socially anxious all the time and socially awkward so I mean that is a major part of Chester's character so maybe more so than I'd like to admit but (laughs) intentionally not really it it may not be a full-on reflection but there's definitely a lot of influence in yourself in the character at the very least Mm -hmm. yeah there you go uh when did it go from just, you know, this character you developed and making it to for this VR film to VTubing? Where where did that sort of bridge come from? <laughs> or what's that gap, I guess, for it? Uh, let's see. When I made the when I originally made the character, uh I kind of put Chester away for years and then I I dug back in and I'm like, you know what, I, I think this character has more more to say. Originally, I was thinking like Chester could be like a like a web comic or something. I don't know. I'm not even. I've never made a web comic before, but it was just like a thought because I'm like I'm. I was in first year. I'm just like it could be a web comic. It's it's much easier to imagine a web comic than to actually do it. Right. Uh, but eventually, I'm like, well, I have to make a senior thesis film. Well, I thought I had to. I just didn't end up finishing it. But <laughs> at the time, I was like, I'm gonna commit to this, and I think this could be a really fun character. Um, in VR, or something I want to explore. And that's been pretty much it. And on a complete whim, like mid-pandemic after, uh, I want to say graduation, but on my final year at school, like things just sort of ended really abruptly because right. the lockdown had just kicked into high gear. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just home now. It doesn't really feel like I graduated, but I'm home. Right. So uh, maybe that feeling of like listlessness and being separated from my school friends, uh, I just sort of gravitated towards streaming because it's like something I had been thinking about but had no experience in. Um, more, more, more than anything, though, I just wanted to 
play around with this software because it has like a really uh, live 2D. Uh, the program's called Live 2D Cubism Editor, mm-hmm. and it's got like a really long free trial period. Okay. And sometimes I like to just like look up art tutorials and mindlessly like absorb it. So I wanted to mess around, and I'm like, what if I made Chester a VTuber character? Haha, <laughs> that'd be funny. Uh, but only as a test run, of course. So I made like a really simple rig. Mm-hmm. With the idea being like, oh, if I really like this and I really get into this, I'll make like a like a really complicated one of kind of like a more humanoid character, uh, not you know nothing otter related at all, not covered in fur or anything, just kind of like a more anime inspired complex model because I thought that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but after I just made the my first model, I, I thought it worked like more or less pretty well, so I was just testing it out and I was streaming. Uh, like every like once every week, mm-hmm. and a bunch of my other school friends had started streaming as well. Uh, just and it was just it, we had like the only audience we had were was just each other, so we would kind of almost like take turns just hopping onto each other's streams and just like just chatting and playing games, and it was a way to like fill in that sort of social void that had just emerged from school just suddenly ending. Right. Um. But slowly over time, I I started like posting that. Uh, that I was streaming on on Twitter and like people started showing up and I'm like okay people like otters I guess <laughs> so this is what I'm doing now and uh, I don't know I, I really enjoy like uh, like engaging with just viewers and people who like are curious about like what I'm doing so I just sort of just went with it I guess and and then before I knew it, uh, I'm Chester the Otter now. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I, I, it's amazing how that sort of jump more or less just happens. It's kind of I was like, oh, okay, this is for fun. And then once again, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah, I, I got to say, like, out of everything that's happened um, up until I started streaming, like, a lot of it felt very intentional. Like, okay. like I want to do this. I want to try this. I'm going to work really hard make like a demo reel or a portfolio or I worked really hard to to even just like get into Sheridan and study art and like school was no joke like you know it kind of kicked my ass a little bit and then uh out of nowhere like this is like my main thing now <laughs> like I'm like whoa you know I, it's kind of refreshing in a way like I've I've it's been kind of a whirlwind uh but it's also been amazing so it just goes to show like I I'm I think I'm done worrying too much about just having things be this like planned um arduous sort of experience that that's Uh, good more than anything else (laughs) yeah uh what exactly got you invested in streaming in the first place like was there a streamer that you can think of that like you connected to or was it just that like you said before the the way for you to connect with some of the college friends after everything just ended a lot of it was just that social aspect of that was what made me think of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once I started streaming, I, I started getting a lot of influences. Um, I hadn't really watched streams uh, pretty much at all before I started streaming. Um, I had a... Tw- I'm not even sure if I had a Twitch... I think I had a Twitch account. My Twitch account's a few years old, but I was basically never on Twitch. Um, I never watched any streams on YouTube. Um, but after I started doing it, uh, I sort of got the appeal and I started now I'm pretty much now the only thing I watch are streams <laughs> and let's plays. Uh, so my bigger inspirations, uh, I think my most direct inspiration was 
uh, Timmy Chang. Um, okay. uh, she is an artist that is known for working on Undertale and Deltarune. Okay. Um, and she made her own, like, kind of like a representation of herself uh, into, like, a little chibi, adorable VTuber. And uh, there is another artist uh, named Lin Mamechi who also made a VTuber around that, or just around that general time period. And um, actually, I'm, I might be getting my, like, like uh, my timelines mixed up a little bit, like, I think I started, I was exposed to that a little bit before I started doing it. Okay. Uh, just on the internet. Like, I wasn't watching streams at that time, but just being on, on Twitter and Instagram, you kind of see, like, people are posting, like, I just made this. And I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, uh, just, I don't know, it's just really neat. <laughs> uh, so uh, that got me into making Chester, like, the the test model. And then I started streaming, and then that's when I, like, started getting into like just consuming the content there you uh go. so it's it turned into like uh i don't know this inspires me and i'm gonna just also it's not you know it, it, for a while it was like oh i want to see how i can like improve or see like what people are doing and now i'm like oh this is i'm just a fan now <laughs> like this is what i like to have on uh for many hours of the day every day and it's great Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, it's funny, the way that you got into, like, streams and such, it's somewhat the same way how I got the podcast. Like, before I actually started this podcast, I'd only heard about a couple here and there. The biggest one was uh, the Misfits podcast. Um, but then I started a podcast, and I started looking around at other podcasts, and then it sort of, like, just clicked with me. It's like, okay, I, like, of course I'm doing this. I understand why other people are interested in all these other ones as well. So you'd be surprised when it kind of clicks for you, especially when you're involved in it more than anything mm -hmm. else. Yeah, it's it's great. I really, like, enjoy, like, having seen, like, just kind of knowing what it's like on the other side, but also enjoying it, uh, just, like, consuming it instead of just creating it as well. Uh, I think it's awesome. Absolutely. And obviously, as you've been going more and more with the Twitch streaming, as you've established before, you somehow, for some reason, have developed this amazing community <laughs> around you. Are you surprised, more or less, with the love and support you've gotten since you started streaming? I am shocked. <laughs> I have no like. I I really feel like I just stumbled on onto the community, and I don't. I'm not. I don't say that in like a in like a bad way or anything. It's just like I'm just like I feel really fortunate mm -hmm. that uh, that just pretty much everyone who I've like come across. Whether they're an artist or a streamer or someone who just enjoys watching streams or if they're a furry or if they're not a furry, it's like people have just been very kind and yeah, it's been inspiring like artistically, but also just like just socially, I guess. I don't know. Like it's just it's just nice. It's like a nice energy. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine. Um especially with all the love that you kind of been getting, has it been more or less surprising not only from the community as a whole, but other streamers as well, sort of coming to you as, I guess, a beacon or at least someone to be like, hey, this is how they're doing it, or I guess being like a representative for like a VTubing community in a way. Um, I'm honestly so grateful that uh, I've like discovered this like creative medium, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's so much experimentation and like innovation, uh, so just being a, like a part of it, I don't know. It's it's 
it's still sinking in for me. Like it's it's so it's so inspiring. Like there's so much energy and like passion behind it. Uh, uh, streaming as a whole, but like specifically VTubing as well. Like there's just the technology is sort of still developing, and I feel like um, artistically and like um, even technically, it's still like maturing. So oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I'm not sure what else to say except whoa, <laughs> <laughs> people are so cool. I, I, you're telling me, trust me, you were one of the people that certainly helped me kind of get into like watching VTubing. Like I remember seeing one of your clips somewhere. I forget which one it was. I wish I remembered off the top of my head, but seeing one of your clips and like that got me sort of interested in like Twitch as a whole. Like you're one of the people, um, artsy grandpa, who's another VTuber. Like that was another person that really got me into like watching Twitch streams as a whole. Cause I was never really invested in Twitch until like, mm-hmm. until streamers like you, honestly, like help really like, showcase that to me and get me invested (laughs) that's so flattering i don't know i don't really think of myself as like an innovator uh most of the time i feel like i'm following in like really giant footsteps so i don't know it's it's great to hear i'm also like maybe it's the imposter syndrome i'm just like oh oh thank you uh cool I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't see myself that way. I mean, no one said you had to like reinvent the wheel when it comes to this stuff, but as long as you're showcasing it to where people can find some aspect, some aspect for it to enjoy, I mean, I think that means you're doing a good job at the end of the day. You know what? I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and one of the ways you're sort of helping with that community, more or less, is this board of trustees that I've been seeing here and there. What's this all about, if I may ask? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's also been incredible like uh i think for a while i wasn't really sure what um twitch teams were even for mm-hmm. uh but when i uh y- you have to like be a twitch partner to make a team okay and i just thought it was like neat just to have a thing next to your name and i'm like well i, I could make my own team <laughs> <laughs> uh and i did and i kind of just did it on a complete whim and i'm like all right i'll just uh make a team have a little thing it'll probably just be me uh It'll just be me, but that's fine because I just wanted the little thing just to, for it to be there, and like, that's kind of cool, I guess. I don't know, uh, but it is—I I don't know. I, I reached out to uh, uh, like artists and creators in my community, and just eventually, just people who inspire me, mm-hmm. and uh, and it—it's grown into like a little tight knit circle, and it's been awesome. I don't know. I, I still. I still don't know like what most people think of Twitch teams, but for me, this has just been like a very nice supportive group, oh, yeah. and uh, I want to like it inspires me to like do more things with streams, but I also kind of like want to contribute. So in a way, it's like um, I don't know. It's been really it's been really positive. Everyone there is super sweet. Everyone should look up Board of Trustees Twitch team <laughs> and follow everybody. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, I feel like like many of the things I do, um, I'm just like, I, I just want to make this and see where it takes me. And I'm, I'm blown away because I feel like I've just stumbled across like the most creative and like positive people. Um, but when it comes to the name of Board of Trustees, uh, there, it's not too deep either. <laughs> it's just um, um, because uh, Chester, the film with Chester, it's called Chester Party Animal. Um, it's kind of got like a collegiate collegiate theme like Chester is like a college student and that's like a big part of his character um I thought 
almost like ironically, like what would be the most like elitist name, just like, just because like I wanted this like fancy thing next to my Twitch name that, you know, just would, I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say this, but <laughs> I definitely like oppose elitism in a lot of forms. Right. So there's like an irony to it. I'm like a board of trustees is like for uh, like a university. It could be like, people who are involved with like the administration who don't have any like direct like involvement in like classes or or like any of the direct part of the education that like affects the students like directly but you know i'm not even sure what's going on there but it's kind of like a nice like oh the oh they're a member of the board of trustees like it's like this like mysterious sort of thing and that's kind of where that name came from i'm like haha we we're the board. It's like we're scary and authoritative, but totally not. Like that's completely the opposite of the truth. But maybe the irony is funny to me. I, I find it humorous more than anything else. I mean, you've got a nice little collective there. I know one of the ones I also follow is uh, Whiskey Dingo. Um, so yeah, there's there's certainly a good group that you got behind there as part of this team. Now I imagine with probably hundreds of streams at this point, you've had a lot of moments, a lot of which you've certainly emphasized, whether it be on Twitter or whether it be with your YouTube and such. Uh, I'm sick of copyrights. Uh, uh, wh where are the copy wrongs? Am I right? <laughs> I'm going to commit some copy wrongs. Can you think of like the definitive like streaming moment for you? Like the most, or at least the most memorable one for you since you've been on this journey. The most memorable streaming moment. Hmm. Um. Hmm. I really have to think about this one. Hmm. I, I don't blame you because, like I said, there's been a lot of moments with you. <laughs> I I I don't know. In a lot of ways, I just like I I hit the button and uh just go where the wind takes me. So it's like hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of like positive moments but in terms of like anything that's like super defining and like specific i'm not sure i think i just like enjoy i guess more than anything i just enjoy hanging out like it's a very like i have a very hangout vibe mm -hmm. and um uh i don't know i'm not sure hmm <laughs> Do you, have, do you have any like specific angles that could help me narrow <laughs> narrow this down? I mean, whether it be just like a moment that you just like it was incredible, just kind of how the community kind of come together, or whether it be just like the most hilarious moment that you've had since you've done this, like whatever is like a definitive like. Oh yes, if I want someone to know what my stream is all about, I'll take them to this moment, and they will completely understand. Uh. Like, I, I don't know. Some of, some of my like funnier stream moments are just very chaotic. <laughs> so yes. I'm not sure. I'm like, do I want that to be my first impression? Yeah, but also it's also a little embarrassing too. So I'm kind of torn. I was gonna say I know a funny moment for me, at least like looking back, was the uh, what was it the the incredible reveal of the person of the year reveal that you had. I'm Chester the Otter, and today we're learning about Time Magazine's Persons of the Year. And I'm currently very rudely blocking Greta Thunberg. So please excuse me, Greta. So take a look at these. Like, these are what the covers look like. And we're about, we're only five minutes away. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. 
Oh my goodness. We're gonna find out in less than a minute. In fact, let me let me do the let me let me punch in the numbers now. So I'll do the big reveal. Don't you guys worry. Sit tight. We're gonna find out the truth in just a sec. Guys, it's time. It's time. It's time. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready for this? Holy crap. We're gonna find out. Alright! My heart's pounding. Who's gonna be person of the year? Guys. What the hell? What the hell is this? What the fuck? What the fuck is this? Are you guys seeing? Is this real? What the hell? What the fuck? What, what what's going on? What? 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 I, 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 what? What? Applause? What? Huh? I don't get it. What's going on? I. What? I, Guys. Your winner. Alright! Oh, yeah. That was a great little moment that you had. Josh, that, that's, uh, that's one of the earlier... I, I'm really proud of that, like, that bit. Uh, but it was definitely early on. Uh, right, right. I, I think it was just completely off the cuff. I knew that like Time Magazine, they were announcing their person of the year. And I'm like, it's me. <laughs> I don't know. That was like maybe one of the earlier ones where I'm just like, I really enjoy. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> and maybe at the time it was like one of the first somewhat more elaborate ones because I had to make like a fake magazine poster. Right. And for me, the funniest part were was like when some people were like wait really congratulations i'm like well no 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 not at all oh. never it's like we we like i knew you were convincing but goodness <laughs> yeah like i'm like wow i that would be something but no no please please never even think for a second that that could be real um was it really that good of a magazine cover okay i'll take it i mean i will say like the art that you had for that cover and whatnot that was wonderfully done more than anything else oh thank you that was pretty funny yeah. yeah i was gonna say i know what was it one of the more recent moments that just comes to mind that is absolutely hilarious was like whenever you reintroduce the model that you currently have right now um and showing all the little quirks with it including the the shaking of the head and the uh weird costume i guess that is going alongside it or something yeah i just uh i think sometimes Part of being VTuber, like, part of being a VTuber is just kind of, like, admiring, like, the physics simulation of, like, hair and, like, yeah. like clothing pieces. And I'm I just, like, I'm just, like, this is not what I look like in real life, but this is fun. So let me just, almost, like, making faces at myself in the mirror. So um, I do that when I'm not online, but also when there are more than 100 people watching me, I'm just, like, blah. <laughs> And for some reason, people stick around. So, hey, I'm not complaining. I mean, you don't see me leaving Mesmerizing. anytime soon, so there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah, I it's, to, it's just fun. It is mesmerizing. I'm not going to lie. Just look at, like, the little hair particles just as they're moving. It's almost, like, natural. Yeah, it's, That's incredible. It's magical. It's like, I'm like, whoa, this is virtual, but 
so cool. Like, if, if nothing else, like, it's incredible kind of how the technology has developed a lot more from what it originally was, seeing how it's almost like watching a legit animation in motion or, like, a legit mm-hmm. thing in motion whenever it's, you know, a good preset more than anything else. Yeah, honestly, the all the technology, like, um, whether it be VTube Studio, which is the face tracking uh, software, or, like, VC Face or, like, other face tracking software, like, it's incredible. Like, honestly... Um, like honestly, big shout out to, uh, to those developers because yeah. I feel like this has just been moving so fast. Like in terms of just being an art form, like every other week, like there's like a new update and like people are just talking about different things, and they don't even have to be directly involved with uh, with VTubing per se. Because I know recently, like, uh, there's kind of been this uh. I've seen this um, like sort of dynamic lighting sort of um, plugin, not plugin. It's this technique for OBS, which theoretically any streamer could do, whether you're a VTuber or not. Um, but just seeing it like catch fire, and a lot of VTubers just be like, "This is a this is a brilliant like application of this OBS plugin that's been around for a little bit longer." And I don't know, it's just like amazing to see like how quickly things catch on and how quickly people like build on it. So. I don't know. It's it's really cool. Absolutely. And obviously, I you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you're going to be slowing down anytime soon, or if you are, it's going to be at a good steady pace. But where do you hope to see like both VTubing, but also just yourself with your stream? Where do you hope to see it go, you know, short-term future? Short-term future, I, I'm honestly mostly just focused on, and this is maybe moving a a bit away from VTubing, but I want to get the short film, like the VR short film done. That's right. like priority number one for me. And there's still a lot for me to do. Um, but in in a weird way, like just because I am Chester the Otter on the internet, uh, it does eventually tie into streaming a little bit since it's kind of like I'm embodying the character and it's going to kind of be, both things are going to go hand in hand, but um, it's not strictly like a streaming goal. If anything, I'm... I'm maybe even slowing down a little bit in terms of like making VTuber costumes or doing this and that. Cause I'm just like, I got to get this film done. Right. Um, and making films, it is so hard. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say yeah. as, as someone that went to college for filmmaking, I know making films is hard. Animated films is, must be a whole nother step. And on top of that, you're doing a VR animated film. That is just like several layers of why would you get yourself into? <laughs> I, I, uh, I definitely bit off a lot more than I could chew. Um, but I don't know. It's cool. Like I, I enjoy the fumbling around stage, but I also feel like I'm climbing a mountain. Um, but that that's definitely my first big goal. I feel like just a lot emotionally and um, like mentally is focused on just getting that. And I feel like once I get that out there, it's going to be a huge weight off my shoulders. Good. Good. I know I'm certainly going to be excited to see that product in one aspect or another. Because seriously, like, the little bits that we have seen, like, I've been impressed with it. And, I mean, this is coming from, you know, small little podcast host in middle of nowhere, Georgia, so. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> awesome podcast host. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're being way too kind. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you're talking about, like, one to get that project done. I want to go into more or less a dream scenario, if I may. Let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come to you and I'm like, look, Chris, what you got going is absolutely incredible. We love the community that you've built, but more or less we love the animation that you're starting to develop. 
I have connections to anyone and everyone in the industry, and I have more money than there should be possible. Good Lord, where's the IRS when you need that? <laughs> um, <laughs> if given the opportunity, what would be the dream Chris Yim project? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I really, I think this goes back to me just sort of discovering where I want to take my artistic journey. Mm -hmm. um, but if it was a dream scenario, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think I have this far off goal and it has nothing to do with VTubing because it's kind of like an idea I've had for a little bit, okay. but just kind of like having like a, like a small like animation studio, like having like a small company and doing like, I don't know, it could be like commercials or, uh, you know, music videos is like a very like dream situation where it's like, it's really cool. It's really energetic. There's a lot of like, you know, exploration. Uh, that's kind of like, that's kind of like the idea that I have. I'm like, oh, it'd be great if I could just like, it, it would be, I don't know. It'd be really cool if I could like be part of that and like yeah. kind of spearhead this animation presence that's like known and, you know, I get to like support other creators and, you know, have this sort of agency over, I don't know, maybe it's, it feels very far off for me. It's like, it's not something that I have concrete steps to, but if I could run my own business like that, that would be really cool. Um, I hadn't previously considered that I, you know, honestly, this whole like streaming thing is still sinking in for me. So I hadn't really factored that into like my long-term goals, but, um, you know, it's not, it's definitely not something I want to stop doing. Right. So it's just that, like, uh, I'm still coming to terms. I'm like, oh, this is this is my life. This is awesome. But I hadn't really factored that into like future daydreaming sorts of like situations. I mean, fair enough. I I, I didn't say that the goals had to be you know big and you know bolsterous and all stuff like that. If that's you know just having that studio and having that place to to nurture animation in one aspect for another mm -hmm. that's that's a great start more than anything else that's something that i personally also aspire for as well just having like a studio to where people can come in maybe they have like an idea in mind and if i can help them like get that project to where it should be where we can like get it to launch out to the the beauty that it can be that is a great goal to aspire to more than anything else yeah that's that's exactly it like being in a position to like help others yeah. like i don't think i'm anywhere close to that to being there yet but like if i could ever get to a place where i'm like i want to um help people along like their their path like that's i I honestly feel like that that's like the most fulfilling and also just like the most like positive thing that like, i could possibly contribute just because sometimes like the art the art journey can be tough and like you know, if, if I have something to offer and like, if I could help people along their way, that could be, I don't know. That's, that's the dream, I guess. It's, it's a good dream if I do say so myself, but sadly we have to come down from the dream scenario. We got to get back to reality and I'll ask the ever so generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself five to 10 years from now? Uh, I, I, you know, I would be surprised to say this, like, a little more than a year ago, but I just want to still be streaming. Okay. <laughs> and I want to have like a more unique content and like different models and just have more stuff to talk about. Um, and after I get this uh, film project out, 
I want to work on some like smaller scale stuff okay. just because uh, I want to try not biting off more than I could chew for once. <laughs> and if I could be at a place where I'm like working independently and, you know, supporting myself just through streaming or like streaming related stuff and also just like experimenting and, and creating art, uh, maybe doing more VR stuff. Uh, I think that is, it's still a little bit of a, of a fantasy, I guess, but um, if I could get this film done, I feel like I could really start to like take things in different directions and it feels at least a little, at least a little attainable, I think. I mean, especially if you keep up the hard work you've basically been having since, you know, since you were in college and such and going for these passions and, you know, whether it be something you've planned or something you kind of stumbled into, I don't see why that's not attainable. Let's hope so. <laughs> Let's hope so. I don't know. I, there's a lot of self doubt. I and I'm not. I'm obviously I'm not like the only person that like grapples with like uh, feeling like oh I'm just I don't know if I'm good enough or whatever. Uh, but I, I constantly have to just like remind me. And I don't want to dwell on it, but like I constantly just have to remind myself like just I got to keep doing what I'm doing. And as long as I'm having fun and just trying new things. Um, you know, at my own pace, I don't have to feel like so pressured to like get stuff out there. Uh, that people will, there's going to be people online that that respond to it and react to it positively. It's something I still have to remind myself. I'm like, I just gotta, I'm on my way. You know, like yeah. I, I I constantly have to tell myself that. Yeah, I mean, hey, remember from the start, it's a journey. No one said it had to end mm -hmm. anytime soon. Yeah. So. Well, as we're winding down this conversation, I have one last question that I want to ask you. Obviously, you're deeply entrenched when it comes to art in one aspect for another. Um, I just have to ask, how important is art not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Art is, like, I don't, I don't know if I can say this in, like, an insightful way, but it's freaking important. <laughs> I don't know. People... I guess uh, I, I hadn't really thought of it in this way before streaming, but there's kind of like, for a long time, I thought of art as like, I want to get better at drawing and I like, you know, seeing stuff on TV or movies or whatever. But now that I've kind of woven uh, drawing and animation into streaming, like art, I think, whether it's making art or consuming art, like it's it's like a fundamentally social thing, and being social is just it's just a natural part of existing. So, you know, in a lot of ways, like the lines between being creative and just being social are just really blurred. So it's like um, it's great to see it's it's great to see things evolve just as people evolve and like things develop and people form communities around it. Um, it's definitely benefited me a lot. And I'd love to like, you know, it, it's great to be a part of it and like give back. Uh, I don't know. It's super important. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a good answer. I can't think of a better way to word it myself. So thank you for that. Dude, well, what do you think about like, in terms of like having a pod a podcast, like, do you, do you feel like that? I mean, certainly it's like a, it's a creative like endeavor just to like have a podcast and like, be you know an entertainer or like a person just to like 
person who has to like carry a conversation and like get a certain message across or search for insight or any sort of these like these like artistic sort of ideas like how, how do you do you have any ideas on like being uh like having this podcast and like what it means just to like I don't know just what it means to to have a podcast. I don't, I don't I've never had a podcast myself, so I'm curious. I, I do want to say thank you for asking that. I think you're the one of the few guests to actually ask me a question right back in the middle of an interview. So there's another first right there. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I for me, I I at least feel like it's important to like have a podcast like this because at least for me, the goal I try to go with with this podcast is I want to give artists the platform that I feel like they deserve because I'm sure you could probably attest this. There's a lot of people out there doing some absolutely incredible art in one aspect for another, but yet for one reason or another, like it's just not getting out there unless it's like within the art community already, I guess in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with the incredible people and such, and like people will always remember like the work itself, but maybe not like the artist behind it a lot of the times, you know? So like, having a podcast like this where I get to talk to incredible artists such as yourself, you know, getting to, to well, get, I, I, I'm being hundred percent genuine right now. Um, then again, when have I not, uh, <laughs> no, uh, getting to talk to incredible artists and just kind of hear their story and just kind of hear that inspiration more than anything else, especially like having a platform that people can consume in one aspect for another that, you know, especially like, Especially whenever, like, when COVID hit, you know, like a lot of people like had that kind of a struggle to I'm trying to find a way to word this to like really like express themselves and like a lot of podcasts popped up. This podcast is a product of COVID. I will be the first to admit that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like having this opportunity to like more or less showcase to the world like all these incredible people and really like give them a chance to like truly let them be themselves for even a little bit and like let people know, Hey, this is who I am. Like that's, it's rewarding for me more than anything else. Um, and I feel, I hope I'm doing at least a decent job. Just letting these artists know, especially whenever I bring them on that, what you're doing is incredible. What you're doing is valid. And you know, you should keep going in one aspect for another because like I may be a small, you know, drop in the giant puddle or giant lake that these artists may have, but it should be a testament showing that they should keep going. They should be doing the incredible stuff because they, it's, it's incredible to admire. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And first thing, first things first, I think you're doing an an awesome job. Like I'm, I'm so grateful to, to just be on here. Uh, But I also think that like, there are a lot of parallels. Like I also think of streaming as, a product of COVID also. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there's, it's like, it, it feels like a very, when I'm doing it, it feels like a very natural, like social part of like, I'm just connect, I'm connecting with people with other artists or non-artists. And I'm just part of this. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm not just like hold, like just like in the wall, like just kind of eating like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, the stuff that they put in walls to like keep it warm. I don't know. I'm not blanking on the word. I, I, I know what like, you're talking about, but I also do not know what it's <laughs> called. So you keep going. Yeah, it's like I I don't necessarily have to like leave my house, but I'm like engaging with like societies, and it's it's um you know 
it doesn't it doesn't even have to be like this like noble goal of like giving back. It it could also just be fun. Like it's 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 multiple things at the same time and yeah. Um it just feels it feels like a comfortable like it feels like the right it just feels right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I feel when it comes to the podcast. Also, I just realized the word you were thinking of, installation. That's what's in between the walls. Yeah, that. <laughs> but uh, I'm not just munching on random that thing. <laughs> no, but, like, for me, it's also, like, fun as all get out. Because, I like, a lot of the people that I'm bringing on this podcast, like, as much as it is, like, you know, trying to give these artists a spotlight, it's also just me having a conversation with people that I just love to know mm-hmm. more about and getting to learn about them, getting to laugh alongside them, getting to, like hear their journey more than anything else like it's inspiring but it's also fun um like the you know it uh what is it like there's a couple of guests that i can think of off the top of my head the biggest one that i think was just fun more than anything else um i don't know how familiar you are with like cartoons from 2007 2009 ish do you remember a show called class of 3000 I don't know if that rings a bell. That's, what uh, what network was it on? It was on Cartoon Network. It was uh, Andre 3000 of Outcast. Whenever he got out of Outcast, he had this like music-based show on there. Oh. It was a wonderful show, and it was a show that inspired me. But I got to talk to the guy who was the director of the entirety of that show. I've had him on the podcast. and like That's awesome. Yeah, and that was just like fun for me because it's like this is the guy that essentially helped – was like one of the foundations of my childhood – and here mm-hmm. you are talking about how you were basically a firefighter in the studio whenever Andre 3000 wanted to do a song every single week instead of your idea of like doing one for a couple weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I'm having good, genuine conversations with people. And I feel I, I at least hope that I'm making sure that the guests themselves are having a good time as well and that the audience, whoever does decide to consume this, they have a good time as well. It's not just, you know, oh, two random people talking. It's something that maybe for some of the audience it inspires them to go forth and maybe pursue that art form that they've been debating about for a little bit. That That's something that I hope to achieve with this podcast more than anything. Yeah, and you know what? I think it is that, but also people uh, really enjoy just listening to two random guys talk. Like, <laughs> on the internet, people just like that presence Yes. And that's one thing I I think I I learned just like I don't know I I enjoy just a lot of conversations and podcasts and streams that are pretty aimless and conversational and like yeah. sort of freeform and uh, you know it can be it can be that and also inspirational if you want it to be yeah. and it's it's just cool. There's a pot if that's the kind of conversation that you like. There's a podcast that I absolutely cannot get enough of. It's called Stranger Than Christian. It's not a religious podcast, but for, first and foremost. Um, but it's literally just the guy. His name is Christian. He literally just brings on a random stranger every single week and just, talks, and just talks with them for at least an hour. Like, that's that's really what it that's is. That's awesome. It is. I absolutely love it. He's actually in my podcast network. That's part of the reason why I got in the podcast network because <laughs> I, I, I contacted the, uh, the podcast head trying to either – uh, be a part of the podcast network or sponsor his podcast to get more people to watch mm-hmm. my podcast. But like, he does a great job with like the conversations and carrying a conversation, showing a genuine interest because even with these strangers, like he only knows like one or two things about them based on the online form. But past that, like it's literally just, you know, Hey, I'm talking to a random stranger every single week. 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. I honestly, that's a skill that I would love to have. Just to, you know, you don't need, you know, you could just make a conversation and just talk. Uh, honestly, for for me, for streaming, um, I think I've kind of acquired a, a different skill, which is talking to myself, which is what it feels like a lot of the times. But um, sometimes uh, I'm on cult, like collaborative streams where I'm with other streamers, and I'm like, how do I have conversation that's not just me saying completely random things? Oh boy! <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you say that in the first like thing that comes to mind is in that VR chat. This is how you do the Johnny Bravo thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying words that appear in my brain, and then afterwards I'm like, oh my god, why did I? <laughs> what am I even saying? <laughs> But you know what? Sometimes those random words somehow work out in the end. That's how you got this point in streaming, right? <laughs> it's uh, um, it's dumb luck, and I absolutely accept it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, as we're winding down the interview, uh, that was the last question that I had for you. Um, I've already showered you with a bunch of praise, but I'm going to shower you with more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> 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 but no chris i just want to say like what obviously got me interested was chester like seeing kind of that fun presence online just in short little clips and eventually to get into the live streams and seeing more was it, it's it's fun to see kind of how you've encapsulated this character and like as much as it is you like just make it fun in general but like even then like looking to more to yourself seeing like the chester vr film and seeing kind of the stuff that you had a hand in it's incredible to know that you know especially now that we've had this conversation and i've got to hear like your backstory like it's incredible to know just kind of the journey that you've been on and the journey you're still going that you've gotten some incredible opportunities whether it be with animation or whether it be streaming gaining this incredible following and just honestly just being a genuinely amazing person like online like that's it really shows more than anything else that honesty warrants honesty and you being your honest self online and having fun with all these people it's absolutely amazing and it's inspiring honestly to know that there are good genuine people out there so thank you for taking time to do this art form because I think streaming is an art form, in my personal opinion. Um, but thank you for taking time to be a part of this art form. And I sincerely hope you get more opportunities, whether it be through streaming or whether with animation, um, to really do more of the stuff that you love. Because you deserve every single opportunity that you get. Oh my god, that's so nice. <laughs> like, what the heck? Uh, <laughs> thank you. I, I really, really appreciate it. And honestly, I really... You know, obviously, streaming and, and podcasts aren't are not the same thing. But I, I really do uh, think there are a lot of parallels. And honestly, like same to you. Like I, I think you're doing incredible work. And like, thank you so much for having me on. And honestly, like just I thank like I'm I'm really grateful. And I just wish you all the best with it because it's um, at the end of the day, we're 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 talking, mm -hmm. and people sometimes want to listen and. Uh, it's it's art it's sometimes it doesn't feel like art when i'm doing it but it's it's for sure art when i listen to other people do it i was gonna say hey if you love it so much you have an open invitation to come back whenever you want even if it's just random conversations about literally whatever you have an open invitation oh i really appreciate it thank you absolutely now for those who may not already know for one reason or another go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home uh, uh, I, you can find me on Twitch, uh, at twitch.tv slash I'm Chris Yim or on Twitter with a lot of 
non sequitur stream of consciousness tweets at <laughs> twitter.com slash I'm Chris Yim. That's I M K R I S Y I M. And uh, I'm also on TikTok. Uh, so uh, that's also I'm Chris Yim. I don't know. Everything is I'm Chris Yim. <laughs> there you go. And <laughs> Follow you- me there if you want to. Thank you. And if you miss anything, I'll be sure to put it in the description below. Um, do you have any final words before we sign off? Uh, yeah, um, this has been really great. Uh, thank you so much. I really, I don't know. This is awesome. I, like I said, I was a little, like, I'm so used to talking to myself. I was a little bit like, oh, uh, conversation. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It's just, it's, you've just been great. And it's been great talking to you. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's been great. Thank you so much. Well, once again, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Um, with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, mi amigas. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. Hey, nice to see you stuck around to the end this time. (laughs) If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I really do hope you enjoyed the conversation as a whole. Because this was a wonderful conversation. I was honored to have Chris on the podcast. Seeing just their positive energy just appearing. (laughs) And the fact that I got to interview an animated character, that's just, you know, a nice little check mark on the bucket list of this podcast. I mean, we've done 52 episodes so far, and it, it still amazes me the, the kind of people I get to talk to on a weekly basis. Hell, on a daily basis sometimes. How's it going for you guys? Getting ready for the spooky season? Getting ready for Halloween? I, I, I hope you guys are doing well. You guys deserve happiness at the end of the day. Uh, In fact, I... I I can attest that I recently decided to do an impulse buy. I finally got a record player or a turntable. It's something I've always kind of wanted. And for those who maybe knew, a while back I talked about how I bought the Tower of the Creator Igor vinyl record, but I don't have a record player. Well, now I have no excuse. I, I partially blame James Crowley. Uh, for James Crowley's Infinite Playlist. I appeared on his podcast a while back, and I've been keeping up with him, and he's been talking about how he's had records that he's had for years, but didn't have a record player. But now he finally got one, thanks to his girlfriend. It, it's one of those, like, records have always been something that's kind of piqued my interest, especially with the, the resurgence they've had in the past, Lord knows however many years. And I tell you, the, the quality of listening to a record 
it's it's interesting. It's something else. I need to definitely get some more records because all I have is that Igor record, and then <laughs> I got the the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, vinyl. Like, cause come Christmas time, I'm probably gonna be wearing that bad boy out. It's the Walmart special uh, red glitter vinyl exclusive. I, I've ordered a couple more. I've ordered a couple more. The the biggest one that I'm waiting for is. Will Woods, the normal album, which, by the way, if you have not already, he has done an Indiegogo to get his next record funded in case I make it, which I highly, highly, highly recommend that you help support it. I mean, he's already got the funding and then some. Last time I checked, he was at 150000 and he only needed like 75000 which is absolutely insane. Um but the rewards on there are absolutely incredible. I'm probably going to be going back here before too long to see if I can go ahead and get the vinyl for that album whenever it gets released, if there are some leftovers. I know it, it's weird that I got the vinyl at this time because vinyl is apparently having a shortage. I, you know, I, I'm sure there are at least a good couple of backlogs that I could just go back to. If you guys know of any good records or just want to send me one because I would be greatly appreciative, just uh, hit me up. Let me know. I want to hear some of the amazing music out there. I want to hear some incredible stuff. That That's part of the reason why I love doing this podcast is I can get exposed to, to new art forms and new musicians and new artists all the time because I'm, I'm very open with that kind of stuff. Um... I mean, this podcast is more or less an ex. Uh, it's kind of an example of that because I wouldn't have thought of Twitch and streaming and such if it hadn't been for some of the previous guests I've had on, namely Artsy Grandpa. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't know about this incredible community of VTubers that there is. Uh, like, I was aware of it, but I never really like sat down and watched it before I came across Archie Grandpa. So, thank you, Bailey. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to be enjoying the records I get in. I'm just going to be enjoying myself and trying to make sure that I stay happy at the end of the day. Um, especially with the next couple weeks because I got some interesting guests for you guys. Um, I always say that, but that's because I always think my guests are interesting. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said otherwise. Even whenever I bring back guests, like it's always interesting to like see what else there is to talk about. It's absolutely it's great. It's a great experience. This entire experience has been a great experience and Chris helped reinforce that with asking the question today. So thank you, Chris, and thank you for everyone that listened to the very, very, very end. Um my final word to you you all is go out there and create something amazing. You'd be surprised who else would be interested to see it.